To all of you listeners of this great station, a station that always beams only Divrei Musa, Divrei Torah, Divrei Halakha, and religious music. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC. We're going to be talking about the parasha we read yesterday, Parashat Kitavu. I'm going to talk about two lessons that we can actually get from certain passages of the parasha. It says, the first pasuk of our Torah is Bereshit bara Elohim et v'ta'aretz. Now the plain meaning of the pasuk is, in the beginning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the heavens and the earth. That's it. That's the plain meaning. But Rashi says, brings a midrash, and he says, Bereshit, because of Reshit, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the heavens and the earth. What does that mean because of Rashid? Because of two things that are called Rashid. Rashid means Hashivut, first, you know, the first Hashivut. And what are the two things that are called Rashid? One of them is the Torah, because it says Rashid Darko. The other one is the Bnei Israel, because it says Rashid Tevuato. So because of these two, Akadush Baruch Hu created the the heavens and the earth. Well, we understand. We understand very well. I mean, what's the use of having a world if there's no Torah? And if there's no Bnei Israel who's learning the Torah, that's fine. But there is another Midrash that brings another couple of these that are called Reshit. I'm not going to discuss all of them. I mean, there's only one of them, which has to do with our parasha. The first passage of our parasha talks, talks about Bikurim. And the Midrash says that because of the Bikurim also, Akalush Baruch created the world. How's that? Because it says, Reshit Bikure Admatecha Tavi Betashem Elokecha. Reshit Bikure Again, it says Reshit about the Bikurim. Just like it says Rishit about the Bnei Israel, Rishit about the Torah, it's also Rishit about the Bikurim. And therefore, because of that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Now, we got to understand this Midrash. We have to understand, what, why is the, Bikur, the mitzvah of Bikurim so important that it deserves to be at par with the Torah and the Bnei Israel, and because of it, Hashem created the world. You want to understand that, we're going to go back to the Mishnah that talks about the Bikurim. And the Mishnah says, Ketzad ma'alin et Bikurim. Okay? The Bikurim are the first fruits, only from the species that Eris Israel was, uh, uh, was praised for. So, so, so how do we do that? Now, normally you might think in your mind, oh, yeah, someone there had uh, grapes and olives and he wants to take them and he goes uh, to, the, to the temple, brings them to the, uh, to the Kohen and that's the end of that. No, that's not the way it was. Now, listen carefully. It says there, We have in all 
the villages in a certain area, in a certain section of Israel, they all get together. They meet at a certain place, and they all go together to the, to the Beit HaMikdash. In the morning, they say, Kumu v'na'alu. Kumu let's, let's go to the Beit HaMikdash, to the place of Hashem. And they sleep in the street. They sleep in the street. They wouldn't go and sleep into homes because, after all, perhaps that home could have tumat ohel. A person is tamay, can't go to Rebita Mikdash, has shalom. So they sleep in the street. And all along, we're talking about uh, sometimes weeks, depending on where the people uh, live. It could be 10 miles away, it could be 30 miles away. With the flute playing all along, and they have the 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 ox that uh, carrying this thing. They put a crown of olive uh, uh, around uh, around his head and so on. And as they as they go with all this song and dance, uh, every street the people they will uh, 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 open the, their doors. Uh, the stores will open their doors, come out, and they greet them. Uh, and and just before they get to Yerushalayim, they would send a few representatives to the, the Beit HaMikdash, and then from the Beit HaMikdash come Anashim Hashuvim, important officials. They come. They come to greet them even before they come in. Now, this is like uh, something very special here. We're talking about tremendous pomp and hoopla, a display of grandeur. For what? or a couple of fruits. You know, there is no shi'ur, there's no uh, kamut, there's no specific amount on how, how much of the bikurim you should bring. It could be anything, it could be small, it could be big. So what's, the, what's so important here? Well, let me explain to you what the importance here and why this is one of the misvot that are counted as because of them, Hashem created the world. Let me give you an example. Let's say about Mitzvah of Tefillin. Does Mitzvah of Tefillin require any big effort? Well, just go uh, go next door or a block away to a shul. You pray Shachit, you put on Tefillin. Not, not, much, not much effort involved. Same with the Lulav. Right? But suppose a mitzvah involves a physical and emotional distress. Suppose a mitzvah involves quite a bit of da'agot and tsar before it's completed. That's a different situation. Imagine a wealthy man who goes away from his palace for a few weeks. Remember, there's no cars. No planes. In those days, either they walked or they were on a carriage for miles. They sleep in the street. Here's a man who can afford a Hilton or a Pierre Hotel. Not allowed. He has to walk. They all leave their families and they go. They make a big show in the street. This is... This requires a tremendous show of emunah in Hashem and 
מסירות נפש. עוד שמאל מצווה. מסירות נפש. That's why this is another one of the mitzvot for creating the world. If I have the Torah, I have the Bnei Israel, but has we shalom, we're not ready to sacrifice for the Torah. We're not ready to put Mr. Usnefesh for the Torah. No good. During the Greek times, When they said no 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 Shabbat no Mila okay? no Muadim no Rosh Hodesh if the people were not Moser Nafsham it would have been finished you must have that amount of Mr. Utnefesh in order to keep it if I have the Torah but no Mr. Utnefesh for it, it it's no good you know it says in Midrash in Yalkutshim Oli In Parashat Re'eh, it says, Rabban Shilmao ben Gamliel Omer, Kol misvah shimasru Yisrael nafsham aleha b'sha'at ha-shmad, nuhagin ota b'parashyan. Any mitzvah that the Bnei Yisrael, actually, they really sacrificed themselves for it, even in times of danger, in times where there were decrees against it, Well, that mitzvah stayed on, and it stayed on strong. And kol mitzvah shilu maslu senafshem aleha b'sha'at ha-shmad, adayim ropahi b'yadan. Any mitzvah where the Bnei said they really not sacrificed much, and it's sort of meropah, it's like, uh, it's light in their hands, it's chafifah, uh, you know, it's not so, so strong. Makes sense. You see, Rabotai, which mitzvah that the Bnei Seher must through Nafsham Aleha? The Brit Milah. The Brit Milah in the dark ages where the Bnei Israel were not allowed Bishum often. And perhaps sometimes even they could be punished severely if they had the Brit Milah. They still had the Brit Milah. During Roman times, during the communist era, they wouldn't let the Brit Milah. People did it in pits and dungeons and in basements and very secretly, but they did the Brit Milah. Al-Tabi Adam. What happened is, let's go look now, in Eresis, for example, where perhaps half the people or more are Helonim. Take a misvah like tefillin. What's the percentage of the Jews in Israel that put on tefillin every day? 50%? 60%? What is the percentage of Jews in Israel that do Brit Milah? 99%. Maybe more. Why? Masru nafsham alayah. You need the misirut nefesh. The bikurim gives us that idea of Misirut Nefesh. And therefore, that's another ingredient needed in order to create the world. It's unfortunate. I mean, nowadays we live in an affluent uh, community. Baruch Hashem. We're happy. Hashem give us what we need. 
But you know, uh, we can't bear the slightest bit of inconvenience. Yeah, we are mifunakim. We are spoiled. Well, look, why is it that when it comes to Selichot, maybe 10%, that 20% of the people come to the Selichot? Why? Because what I'm told, uh, they have to get up early, 45 minutes earlier than usual. 45 minutes earlier than usual. <laughs> What's the big deal, 45 minutes? It can't inconvenience yourself in 45 minutes? On Shabbat, the Shi'ur, we have Shi'urim, an hour before Minha. Why don't you come to the Shi'ur? And, well, you know, all week long, we don't have enough sleep, so we catch up on Shabbat, we sleep an hour more. After all, Shina b'Shabbat ta'anu, Shin betav, Rashi tevod, Shina b'Shabbat ta'anu, fine. Shina b'Shabbat ta'anu, but also you can look at it another way. Shin could be lashon shinun, learning, learning Shabbat is also ta'anu. And secondly, Shina b'Shabbat ta'anu, fine, but you know what? You won't give it that one hour on Shabbat in order to go to the shiur. What happens when you have a nice, very nice show that you love. Very interesting, but it happens to be midnight during the week. What happens then? Ah, Malishi. It's okay. That's okay. Rabutai is a tremendous Musar Haskel. We learn from this. We, if, we, if we are going to inconvenience ourselves a little bit in order to do the Misrot, look at the Misrot Bikurim how much they inconvenience themselves. There's another lesson that we learn here from the mitzvah of Vikurim. Rabbutai, why is it that the mitzvah of Vikurim follows the passage of Amalek? In other words, last week, Parashah, the last passage talks about Mehiyat Amalek, meaning elimination of Amalek altogether. We have to eliminate Amalek. We have to remember what Amalek did. What is, what, what's the significance of this smichut, the juxtaposition of the parasha of Amalek to the parasha of the Bikurim? It turns out, there's a great lesson to learn from here again. You know, Rambam tells us what the purpose of Hashem's creation of the world let, let's look at a, a, regular, a regular father or a mother. You provide all kind of care for your children. Food, lodging, medical care. Send the kids to the best yeshivot you can afford. Uh, later, you help them out with, to get married, help them out to find a job, set them up, and so on. And so what wouldn't you do for your children? But what does a father want in return? What does he want in return? Really nothing. We don't expect any return from our children. But what we want is recognition and appreciation from them. Thank you, Dad, for all you have done for me. Thank you, Mom, for all you have cared for me. That's what we, that's, that's all, that's what we want, nothing else. We are the children of Akadosh Baruch Hu. 
Hashem did not need us to create the world. Hashem has everything. It's all His. He doesn't need us. We need Him. So what does He require from us? Hashem wants to see the people below acknowledge Him as the Supreme King. He wants to see us being grateful to Him at all times. We owe it to Him. Everything is because of Hashem. The air we breathe is from Hashem. The fact that we're healthy enough so we can eat, go to work, go to Tefilot, go to Shorim. This enough is so much. When we say in the morning in the Barachot Shaha, Baruch Atah Hashem Hanoten Layaef Koah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives strength to the weary, to the person who is fatigued. You know, we take it for granted. We shouldn't. We don't know how fortunate we are that we have that koah, that health, that we can do what we want. You know how many people, as for Shalom, they can't even move. They can't do things for themselves. Go see how many people in the hospitals they, 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 they're so sick, they can't move. And here, Baruch Hashem, we have the health. And if we're grateful, then you know what? Not only we're going to have our health, but we're going to have a blessing. If Chasri Shalom, a person is not grateful, then there's a penalty to pay for that. How we know that? We know that from the parasha the last passage of the parasha of last week, Amalek, and the first passage of the parasha of this week, Bikurim. What is Bikurim? A person brings the first fruits to the temple, and he recites something interesting. He admits that Akadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim, Be'otot of Mufetim, with all kinds of wonders, and then all the makot and everything else. And Hashem, with his strength, he was able to redeem us from Israel. And now, I'm showing my gratefulness. I'm bringing the first fruits to you. He's showing So what happens then? There's a blessing. The Midrash says, and Rashi brings it, the Batkol from Shamaim declares, You brought the Bikurim today. You'll be Zoche to bring it next year. Gratefulness, I have blessing. Ungratefulness, huh? I have a problem. What happened with Amalek? You go to Parashat Bishalah, you see what happened over there. The people didn't have water. They started screaming for water. I can understand in the desert you need water, obviously. You have families, you have children, you need water, fine. But once they had the water, ah, what happened after that? What's the Pasuk say? It says that the Bnei Israel were doubting Hasbi Shalom, Hashem, Hayesh Hashem Bikirbenu Im Ayin. They were doubting people that just 
themselves, they experienced all the makot of Mitzrayim. They saw what happened. Hashem in Ayin. What happened? Amalek. Amalek came right away. And Rashi brings the Midrash. It's like a father who has a son on his shoulders. And the son says to his father, Abba, Daddy, I want this and that. He gives it to him. Daddy, I want this. He gives it to him. Then as they're walking, they, they meet a stranger and uh, this this uh, uh, this uh, uh, child on the shoulder of his father as a stranger. Do you know where my father is? So the father says to him, wait a minute. I do everything for you. You want to know where I am? So he throws him away. And a dog comes and he bites him. This is what happened here. Hashem did so much for them. They were so, so, so they were ungrateful. So Hashem lashes at them. And he throws Amalek on them. This is the penalty of not being grateful to Hashem. Well, Rabotai, the whole idea of the Selichot, the idea of the Kippur also, we have to show, we have to acknowledge the Malchut of HaKadosh Baruch with Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Imloch, we say this all the time in Yom Kippur. We say it on the Selichot. When we say this, we have to put Kavanah in our mind. Okay, we, we sing it beautifully, all kinds of ta'amim, all kinds of various different nigunim, Hashem Elech, Hashem fine. But let's not lose the significance of that pasuk. Hashem is king. Hashem was always king. Hashem will always be king forever and ever. Let's remember that. That is an acknowledgement that Kadush Baruch Hu is our king. We coronate him on Rosh Hashanah. We blow the shofar because the shofar also in the olden days he used to blow the shofar when there was a coronation of a king. So how much more so with the king of kings? The shofar is blown because we want to, again, cover Nate Hashem as being our king, our supreme king. So let's not lose the whole idea of the Selichot, the whole idea of everything that we do on Yom Kippur. And this is, again, to recognize and acknowledge the supreme being, which is Akadosh Baruch Hu. Amezat Hashem, we do that. We'll be zoche, likatev, lichatem, l'chayim tovim, u'shalom, amen, k'nilasun. Want you again uh, to repeat the fact that I, I support this station very strongly, and I, I think it's doing a lot of benefit to the community, and uh, I hope that you'll make every effort now that we are Marbet Sedakot this month of Elul, we have to give as many Sedakot as possible. Friends, don't forget this station. Also, we have a beautifully renovated social hall. If you have any Simha, please call us 
will be very happy to accommodate you. Yeshkulu shayim rot neimot v'tovot.